This is a message from St. Paul Lutheran Church in Flemington, New Jersey. Come and worship with us every Sunday at 8.30 a.m. for our traditional service or at 10 a.m. for our contemporary service. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we uh, are so privileged to be in your presence here today. Um, as we gather this morning in a different way, as uh, perhaps not the church gathered, but the church scattered, uh, we know that you are faithful to your promise, and that when you've promised us to be with us when we gather in your name, that you are in the midst of us always. So continue to lift up our hearts, open up our ears, that we would hear from you today, that your words would continue to grant us comfort and hope, confidence and assurance in you and in who you are, in what it is that you have done and will continue to do, and that we would be able to see you clearly, even in the midst of the chaos and the confusion in our world right now, that we would see you and focus our attention on you and receive our comfort and our peace and our hope from you and from your son, Jesus. It's in his name that we pray it. Amen. So I was, uh, I was in my second year of seminary when it hit me. Uh, while driving to class one day, I noticed that all of the street signs were a little bit blurry. I knew kind of what they said, but I couldn't really make out in great detail what it is that, that they were trying to say. And I've got to be honest, I started to freak out just a little bit. I thought to myself, you know, could it be that I was finally at that point in my life when I would need glasses? Please tell me that's not so. I even went as far as to try to convince myself uh, that uh, really the, the problem was that I was doing all this reading for my seminary classes, uh, you know, reading three, four, five thousand pages a, a, a semester, and I, I was thinking maybe it was just because I, uh, you know, I was doing all this close-up work and, and that my eyes were just a little bit slower to focus on things now that were at a distance. Uh, but alas, uh, it never seemed to get any better. Distant things never became any clearer, and so off to the doctor I went. And sure enough, the verdict that I was hoping to avoid came my way. The doctor walked in and said, your eyes are fine. You simply need glasses. Somewhat bummed, I went ahead and ordered my glasses. And then I went home to fight depression for a couple of weeks while my glasses were being made. Well, finally, the call came back in. My glasses were in. I needed to stop by the doctor's office in order to pick them up, and that's what I did. I walked in. I sat down. They did all of the adjustments to make sure that they fit me just right, and as soon as they were done with that, I took them off and threw them in my pocket, and I headed to the door. Uh, I vowed never to pull those things out when I was in public, but at the same time, I was kind of curious to see whether or not they really made any kind of difference. And so as I stood out in front of the doctor's office, I took the glasses out, I put them on my face, and oh my goodness, what a difference. Uh, the colors were vibrant, uh, the lines were well-defined. I could see not just the lawns in the area, but I could see every green blade of grass that made up those lawns. I could see not just the gardens, but I could make out every colorful flower that made up those gardens. I could read the signs that were out about me on the roadways, and perhaps even most importantly, I could finally see the car in front of me. It's like I went from, four, I'm from a 480p to 4K just like that. 
And what I realized in that moment is that I was receiving and I was perceiving the world around me in a diminished way, that, that over time, that that had slowly changed and diminished and became, became blurry. But now, in an instant, I was able to see clearly once again. And I'm thinking that that can happen to us in life, and it can happen to us in various aspects of our life. Over time, uh, whether due to life experience, uh, familiarity, apathy, uh, just lapsing of time itself. You know, we all are getting older, even if we try and deny it. But what that causes is that the things that once were clear in life, they can become cloudy and confusing and blurry. And occasionally, we need some help to see it clearly again. And so with that in mind, we're starting off a new teaching series this morning that's called 2020 Vision, Seeing Life Clearly. So over the next several weeks, we're going to take a look at various aspects of life through the lens of God's Word, allowing His Word to take what perhaps has become, or maybe in some case has always been, kind of cloudy and blurry and maybe even confusing, and make it clear, allow it to make it clear and restore our 2020 vision of him and his world. And today, we're going to actually start out by asking him to help us see him clearly. And that's really important because sometimes even our perception of God, you know, the way we see him can get blurry and confusing as we go about our days in this chaotic, confusing, and broken world. So... For instance, uh, when you think about seeing God clearly, let me ask you a question. If, if someone were to ask you to describe God, how would you do that? I mean, you think about that. You know, How big is God or, or how powerful is God or how loving is God? How wise is God? How would you describe him? You know, I hear people talk about God all the time. I hear people use God's name in some very interesting ways almost daily. But, but how would you describe him? Now, I'm just going to be very honest with you. It's always good to do some, you know, honest confessing, I believe, right? Yeah? Okay, sure. Yeah, it is. Good. Well, here's mine this morning. I just want to tell you right up front that there are several things about God that I do not understand and I cannot seem to comprehend. Now, aren't you glad that you joined us this morning? I mean, really. Now you're sitting there thinking, great, he's going to talk to us about God and he doesn't even get God? I mean, what's up with that? He doesn't understand God. I mean, goodness gracious. But I'm just being honest. There are some things about God that I don't understand. For instance, I don't fully understand, like, the eternal nature of God. You know, the God who describes himself in, in the scriptures, like in, in the book of Revelation, by using the words that, that he is the Alpha and the Omega, who is and was and who is to come. Or the way the psalmist describes him in Psalm 90, verses 1 to 2, uh, where it says that he is without beginning and without end. Friends, i got to be honest with you, I don't fully understand that. I mean, my finite mind can't, has a difficult time wrapping itself around that infinite, eternal nature of God. And I think that's in part anyway because, you see, Bob Miller, I had a beginning. You know, there was a time on planet Earth when Bob Miller did not exist. I know that's a shocker, but there was a time when Bob Miller did not exist. I hear that it was a quieter time on Earth, by the way. But, you know, that, that's true. There was a time when Bob Miller did not exist. And so I have a hard time getting my mind around this God who has always been, who currently is, and who always will be. Uh, another thing that I don't completely understand about God is the mystery of the Trinity. 
Uh, I'm guessing that many of you are at least familiar with this concept of the Trinity. The fact that the Bible teaches very clearly that, 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 that we have one God uh, with three distinct persons. And that while the Father is God and the Son is God and the Holy Spirit is God, that, that the Father is not the Son, the Son isn't the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is not God. I mean, there's just one God but three distinct persons. And then again, I don't know about you, but I can't fully understand that. I, I can't completely comprehend that. My mind, like, it blows a gasket when I try to grasp all that the Trinity entails. Uh, here's something else that I, I, I don't think I'll ever really truly be able to understand. And it's this. Why, why is this awesome, why is this great God of ours, why is he so interested in me? I just don't understand that. I mean, I realize that I may not be the worst person on this earth, but I also realize that I still miss the mark more times than I care to admit. And so why would this great, awesome, incredibly loving God be interested in me? And yet over the years I've witnessed and I've experienced that this incredible, great, awesome God that I have a hard time understanding is still interested in me and is still interested in you, and people like you, and people like me. And not only that, but this incredible, awesome God, he still makes a way for his people. And that's what I want to talk about today, because, you see, I know that all of us, especially in these current days, we are dealing with things that we weren't expecting and probably never even imagined but they are things that are perhaps clouding our view or our perspective of who God is. I mean, even as I bring this up, maybe some of you are even wondering, yeah, you know what, Pastor Bob, really, in the midst of everything that's going on, is our God, can God really make a way for me in the midst of everything that's going on around me? And so let's jump into this, and let's start out by taking a look at what the Bible tells us in Psalm 147, verse 5. It simply says this. It says, how great is our Lord, for his power is absolute. His understanding is beyond comprehension. His understanding is beyond comprehension. You know, some of you wonder right now if God is even aware of your circumstances, if God is aware of what you're going through. Does God even know? Does God care? Well, friends, the first thing, the first thing about our amazing God is that he does. He knows your situation. God knows your circumstances. His comprehension is unbelievable. God knows everything. Uh, another translation says it like this. It says, there is no limit to what God knows. So you know what that means? <laughs> well, first of all, it means that you can never throw a surprise party for God. I mean, for what that's worth. Because God already knows. But it also means that there is nothing that we can hide from him. And isn't that what so many of us oftentimes try to do in our life? We hide, we conceal, we deny, we lie about our circumstances thinking that nobody knows. <laughs> but God knows. The God of the universe knows. God knows your physical needs, your spiritual needs, your relational needs. He knows your hurts, your habits, your hang-ups, your struggles. He knows. Uh, an affluent grandfather went to the doctor one day. He hadn't been able to hear anything for quite some time. And the doctor was able to prescribe some hearing aids for him. 
Uh, and he said to him, he said, you know, from now on, you are going to be able to hear everything with perfect clarity. Well, about a month later, uh, this grandfather came back to the doctor for a follow-up, for a checkup. And the doctor said, hey, how's it going? He said, oh, doc, I can hear everything perfectly. And the doctor said, well, I bet your family is really marveling at this great breakthrough in your life, right? And the guy said, oh, no, 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 I haven't told my family, but I've been listening to their conversations for a month now, and I've changed my will four times. You know, I think sometimes we're a little bit like that family. We wonder if, if anyone is watching or listening or even aware of what is going on in our lives. Psalm 56, 8, the psalmist says about God, says, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. And so, you know, when, when you're sensing, when you're feeling, maybe when you even say, you know what, nobody knows what I'm going through right now. I mean, we maybe are all going through a similar thing, but mine is just different and nobody knows it. Listen to me. God is aware. He knows. Or when you say that no one is aware of the problem that I can't seem to get control of in my life right now, you know what? God is aware and he knows. You say, no one knows or understands the depression, the grief, the fear, the pain, the anxiety that I'm going through right now in my life. God is aware and he knows because we have a God who knows our situation. You say, well, okay, Pastor Bob, God knows my situation, but, but where is God when I'm in a tough spot? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. And that takes us to the second thing that we need to see clearly about our great God God is not, God not only is aware, God not only knows your situation, but God is with you in your situation. He is with you in your circumstances. Uh, listen to what God says about himself in Jeremiah 23. He says, can anyone hide from me in a secret place? Get this. Am I not everywhere in all the heavens and the earth, says the Lord. You know, dear friends, despite all of our technological advances, I mean, even, even as great as it is that we are able to do this live stream worship here this morning, the fact of the matter is, is that we can still only be in one place at one time, but not God. In fact, God is everywhere. God is everywhere in the world at the same time. The reality is God's complete essence is fully, fully present in all places at all times. You say, well, okay, Pastor Bob, does that mean that God is so big that, that, that everybody gets a little bit of God because, because he's just kind of everywhere? And so, so like the, the people in Australia, they get a little bit of God, and the people in Iraq, they get a little bit of God, and the people in New York, they get a little bit of God, and, the, and we here in Flemington area, we, we get a little bit of God. Is that what that means? No, honestly, that's not what that means. Wherever you are, you don't get just a little bit of God. You don't get just a piece or a part of God. You get all of God. You get the full essence of God wherever you are. Now, there's all kinds of implications to that, right? But I think one of the greatest implications of that is that God is with you in your situation right now. In fact, do you know what a family needs who just had to say goodbye to a loved one? Do you know what a, a person needs who just heard a doctor say the words cancer and malignant in the same sentence? Do you know what the person needs who just had their boss sit down and start a conversation with them by saying, I'm sorry, 
but because of the coronavirus, we are having to downsize or shut down completely. Do you know what they need? They need an awesome, almighty God who is with them. That's what they need. And friends, that's what we have. That's why in John 14, Jesus said, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit. And that's why, and this may come as a little bit of a shock to some of you, but if Jesus were still living in the flesh, I mean, if Jesus were still here on this earth in the flesh, as great as we think that would be, many of us would be leading highly defeated and discouraged lives. You say, well, why do you say that? Well, because you see, Jesus was fully God and fully human at the same time. And because he was fully human, human he, put, he put limits on himself. He was not able to be everywhere at one time. And I got to tell you, I don't know about you, but that would be a problem for me. Because when I meet Jesus in Flemington, New Jersey, I don't want to hear that he's tied up in Philadelphia. You know, well, when I need Jesus in the United States, I don't want to hear that he's dealing with an issue in Asia or Europe. I just want him now. And so Jesus, he says to us, he says, when I leave, I am going to send a companion. I'm going to send the counselor, the helper. I am going to send my Holy Spirit who will be with you, fully present, so that you will have full access to God wherever you are and whatever circumstance you are in. So God knows my situation. God is with me in my situation. And the third thing about God that we need in order to see him clearly is the fact that God can change my situation. And, you know, when you think about it, we see him doing that all throughout Scripture, right? I mean, uh, think about it. He, he, changed, he changed Abraham, for instance, from a father of none to a father of many. He changed Joseph from a, a slave, a, a loser, if you will, to being a leader. He changed David from being a leader of sheep to being a leader of a nation, to be the king of a kingdom. Uh, he changed Paul from being a persecutor of the gospel to being a proclaimer of the gospel. And in the greatest change in ever recorded in human history, he changed our situation. The fact that regardless of how hard we try, we still fail to hit the mark where God is concerned. And we, we sin against God, and we, that separates us from God. He took that situation and he changed it into our salvation through the work of his son Jesus Christ for you and for me up on the cross you know when you think about it it's really not hard for God to change your circumstance it's not hard for for him to give you what you need to push through your situation even this one right now you know it's hard What's hard is coming to the point in our own lives where we admit that we are not God. And we stop trying to control everything. And instead, we get on our knees before our great God and we say, God, I admit that I am powerless and that I need you and that I need your help now. In Exodus chapter 14, the children of Israel were in that type of a situation. Uh, they were being led by Moses out of slavery. Uh, they're going through the desert. Uh, they're following in a, a cloud that God had placed before them to guide where they needed to go. And with the Egyptians on their heels in hot pursuit, 
this cloud guides them to the edge of the Red Sea. They're pinned in. There's no place for them to go. There's no jet skis. There's no sailboats. There's no GWB. There's no Holland Tunnel. They are stuck, and they don't know what they're going to do, and they are in a panic mode. Well, in the midst of that, Moses comes to them and says, hey, guys, no problem. I just talked to God. And he says that we are supposed to trust him, that we are to walk with him, that we are to step out in faith, even in the midst of this situation, in him, that we will trust that he is going to make a way along the way for us. And so you know what they did? The Bible tells us that they laced up their sandals and they stepped out into the sea, and just like that, the waters part. They trusted God to make a way along the way, and he did. And they walked across on dry ground. God changed their situation. A little less than two weeks ago now, Sean and I were, uh, we received a phone call while we were driving down to North Carolina to celebrate the birth of our fourth grandchild. Uh, the phone call was from our son, Josh. And um, uh, he called uh, simply to let us know that there was a, a very real possibility that he would be losing his job because of everything associated with the coronavirus. Uh, he works for American Airlines as a ground uh, service equipment technician. And as you might imagine, when all international flights are canceled, 55% of the Americans' uh, domestic flight was suspended. Uh, the need for belt loaders, tugs, and pushback vehicles, they diminish, as does the need for people to maintain them or repair them. Now, for Josh, this was his dream job. Uh, in fact, he, he understood that it was a tremendous blessing uh, that God had given to him. And if you would talk to him, even today, he would still say to you that it was a miracle of God that he even got the job, when he got it, where he got it, and how he got it. And, and now here he is, he's faced with having all of that just stripped away from him. And not just this job, but any job in this related field. I mean, American situation is, not, is not unique to the airline industry right now. See, in very many ways, he had come to the edge of his Red Sea. Well, as you might imagine, our hearts broke for him as his parents. Uh, we tried our best to encourage him, but there really wasn't a whole lot we could say to him or do for him other than direct him back to the God who knew his situation, who was with him in his situation, and who could change his situation. And so that's what we all did, the entire family, quite honestly. We lifted him up in prayer, and we commended him to our God who knows all things and who can do all things. Well, fast forward to this week. Uh, Tuesday, uh, I was talking to Josh on the phone, and I asked him if he had heard anything from American Airlines yet. He said no, that he would probably not find out until this past Friday. But he went on to tell me, he said, Dad, it would take a miracle for me not to lose my job right now. The next day on Wednesday, he called again. This time he called to let us know that his previous employer had reached out to him and offered him a contract position that had the potential then of going to permanent. He said that was absolutely amazing because he had just been praying to God about what was next for him and where God wanted him to go and that he was having that conversation just, just before receiving that call from that previous employer. God was changing his situation. 
Not only that, but on Friday, he called us back again. And this time, he called us to let us know that he went in to talk to American about his options related to his subsequent layoff, only to find out that the union steward that he had to talk to had just gotten off of a conference call with American CEO, and he was informed that there would not be any reduction in the workforce and that everyone's job would be as status quo. And we reminded Josh that the God who miraculously got him that job was the same God who is miraculously allowing him to keep that job. God knew his situation. God was with him in the midst of his situation. And God made a way along the way and changed his situation. Friends, my guess is that today every one of us is sensing the need for clarity in the midst of all of the confusion that is in our lives right now. And perhaps all of us are, are having difficulty seeing God and his power clearly at work in our current situation. I get that. But let me help you see God clearly, if by no other means than to remind you that our great God is enough. Our great God is enough for any and for every situation that we face. He is enough for all of our wants. He is enough for all of our needs. He knows our situation. He is with us in our situation. And God can and still does change our situation for our good and for his glory. His love for us is, is undeniable. And his peace for us is unexplainable. Jesus himself said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Friends, elsewhere in Scripture, in fact, in the book of Philippians, Paul talks about that peace. And he talks about that peace of God by saying that it is a peace that transcends all human understanding. It transcends any and every circumstance or situation that you and I find ourselves in. It is unexplainable, but it is true. You see, our God is good all the time. So fix your eyes on him and see him for who he is and for what he has done and what he will continue to do. Because you see, only God can give us the answers that we seek. And only he can give us 2020 vision to see life clearly through him, through his word, and in the name of his son, Jesus. Jesus says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Be at peace in Jesus' name. Amen.